started? Yeah, we have started. Oh, because I was going to ask you a question. What's the question? Can I talk about something real quick? Yeah, sure. So, one of our listeners pointed out that in the Wineville Chicken Coop Murders episode, mm-hmm. I misspoke about... I, I had said, I went back and I listened. This is the correction section. Yes, this is the correct. I like it. The correction I section. I think we, we alluded to it's it. It's like in conjunction <laughs> junction. What's your function? No, I we alluded it. to there was going to be a correction section in like. I know, but the like. The first, like one of the first like four or five episodes. I know, but I just, I so don't think. I, maybe I just don't remember it. Maybe I blocked it out. Um, but yeah, go on. With but yes, correction. a listener pointed out that I. So here's what happened. I went off on a tangent, as I often do. Um, this is Caitlin, by the way, in case you didn't know. Like, oh, one of them goes off on oh, tangents. It's me. <laughs> That's yeah. Caitlin. This is Haley. This, this is, is crime, crime culture. culture. Anyway. Correction corner. To, yes. Go. Anyway. Now we're going to talk <coughs> about me. Um, but no, she um, gave some good constructive criticism, but also she pointed out that I misspoke. And so here's what happened. I went off on a tangent about the United States treatment of... POC, particularly that of people who are Puerto Rican, Hispanic, Latino, Mexican, just n- not white people. Yes. And so I went to go on about because the, of the current the uh, current climate and of because what's of going how, on yes. with the, um, the In, immigration camps. Yeah. Yes. yes. Um, and the taking of, of and the, the taking of the children, children yes. and the losing of the children and the finding of the so children that, and the separating that's how of the it children. Started. That's how it started. It devolved. But then I also had on my mind because some more news I had just been reading before we recorded about Puerto Rico and how there's still a huge amount of the island without power and the U.S. is basically doing nothing about it. Yeah, like almost a year later. So, yes, yes, yes. So you were thinking Puerto Rico. And you I was were also thinking about thinking... Puerto Rico. I was also thinking about the migrant camps. And so I said that they lost something like 15,000 Puerto Rican children. And I understand that that can come off as racist. That's not how I meant it to come off as. Obviously, yes. I know that Puerto Rican people are different than Mexican, Hispanic, and Latino people. To the point that I even went so far because I was like, well, do I think what i think do i think what i think i think um am i correct in my assumptions that like for example latino people are latin american and spanish whereas hispanic is yes is latin american like and it's there's all different and then mexican is just mexican and so on and so there's so many different i i I almost words and yeah no there are there's so many different demographics i guess is the word that we'd use and you just chose one that wasn't i i chose one because as per usual my mind is going a million miles an hour and my mouth can't keep up. Yeah, but also, like, I will defend you a little bit. We're in a moment that we're, like, going back and forth talking about a subject. And sometimes, like, if you're just in natural conversation, yes, we are on mic, but sometimes when you're in natural conversation, you say something that's not necessarily 100% true and you kind of gloss over it. Like, I should have caught it, but also I was in the moment speaking with you. Yes, we were both very involved in the story and involved in the conversation which is often what will happen but um i just want to thank her for pointing that out and obviously i mean i don't want to be that that one white girl that's like i'm not a racist i don't see color because that's that's obviously that's not me either but that i did misspeak and thank you for pointing it out and we'll be and more vigilant about yes, it absolutely. in the future i think up until this point like anytime we've come across something that has been uh kind of tricky yeah, in we regards to, to quotes about people who say something about oh, race. Abs- there was, I believe it was Delphine LaLaurie where we were talking about it and one of the quotes involved the N-word. And I was like, 
not gonna do that yeah even if it's a quote even if it's a quote just because also like i'm very uncomfortable with the word as myself like saying it yeah like well in the uh the episode about the phantom killer of texarkana yeah yeah so we're gonna be a little more vigilant about it yes we're trying but we can we can do better obviously there's always room for improvement so thank you for that yeah all right all right now getting back into it uh my it's not a correction corner but you can hear this lovely voice she's so cute she sounds like brooke davis from one tree hill i'm sick so Bellow, we're raspy, going to, rasp, rasp. but it just so happens to be my episode so we're gonna power through and you know what what a perfect one to power through because guess who we're talking about today oprah it's 20th episode it had to be a big one um let me think it's bernie tight oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's ed gein love ed gein which you know, one of the OG, like, hmm. fashionistas, if you will, he had some very interesting ideas about, I mean, like, belts. He and is the, G, is the D&G Dolce & Gene? We won't know. He could have been on Project Runway and did fairly well. Yes. Except instead of shut up, it's fucking red. It's more like shut up, it's fucking flesh. Yes. But yes. Um, yeah, so he's not technically a serial killer as some people would lump him in with but this is also we are crime culture no i'm true not saying it's crime. not saying it's, I know. it's true to our our title i know but i'm just lots trying of people to defend will, yeah lots of people will lump him in with serial killers yeah because when he's, he's technically a, little, a grave he's, robber i was gonna say yes he's a little more i don't want to say a little more fucked up than that because i mean you know like there's not much more fucked up than like i don't know killing people i mean but he had some shit going yeah, on, which yeah, we're going to get to. Yeah, he definitely had his own shit to work through. Yeah, so let's get to it right Take now. Take it away, girl. So. Oh, sorry, I just had to burp. Okay. Please do it again. <laughs> no, that's For it. Me. Uh, Edward Theodore Gein was born on August 27th, 1906. Wait, 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 hold back, hold back, hold back. Yep. So he's, so is, isn't Ed also a nickname for Theodore? No, Edward. No, I'm saying, but isn't Ed also used as a nickname for Theodore? No, Ted. No, but isn't Ed also? No, it's not. No? no so not. he couldn't be Ed, Ed. We Gein. have a guest sitting in and he's shaking his head no. No? no. The guest sitting in is Michael. <coughs> it's our, our, our dank uh, in-house intro. composer. Yes. Our dank <laughs> intro composer. Just and outro. playing a, a Don't hate. Game Boy he, Color. He, no, he's playing on the Nintendo Switch that we bought for Prime Day. And I say we bought it. However, Michael has used it easily eight times more than I have. That's fine. Of the ten times it's been used. He's not even paying attention. <laughs> so, Ed, Edward, Theodore Gein, not... Ed, Ed Gein. Not, not Tedward. <laughs> Tedward. Um, Can we call him that? No. Tedward Gein. He was born in La Crosse County, Wisconsin, and is the second of two boys. His oldest brother, um, Henry, was born in 1901. His mother, Augusta, despised her husband, George, who was an alcoholic and unable to keep a job. He had worked at various times as a carpenter, a tanner, and an insurance salesman. The tanner thing makes sense. Oh, wait, the father? Or- the father. Oh, yes. never mind. I was going to say that makes sense for Ed, though, if he worked as a tanner. But he probably might have picked some up from his dad then. Uh, we'll, we'll get to something okay. that, that okay, is in his mind. childhood that he oh, remembered. Oh, never mind. So George owned a local grocery shop for a few years, but sold the business, and the family left the city 
um, to live in isolation on a 155-acre farm in the town of Plainsfield in Washara County, Wisconsin. Mm. And this became the Gein family permanent residence where all of the shit would go down. Yeah, so you live in the middle of nowhere. You know human human interaction. So you decide you're going to fuck dead people. Yeah, well, it even gets worse than that because Augusta took uh, advantage of the farm's isolation by turning away any outsiders who would have influenced her sons. Uh, she was extremely religious, and she was a Lutheran, and she preached to her boys about the immortality of the world and the evils of drinking, and uh, that her belief was that all women were naturally prostitutes and instruments of the devil. I mean, I'm a prostitute and an instrument of the devil. I mean, everyone's a little bit. I mean, what is it that they call, like, I think it's hyper-religious people. I don't remember who, there's some, like, group of people and they i don't remember what they call it but it's like black magic or something like that but it's what they refer to like a woman who basically entraps men with her womanly wiles and by that i mean her vagina but it's like voodoo vagina magic or something like that like it's something weird yeah i think i I think i know i've heard this i don't know i don't remember where i've heard it because like i mean i've got it i'm sure you i know you've got it you've trapped me so (laughs) (laughs) god um oh she reserved time every afternoon to read uh the bible to them usually selecting graphic verses from the old testament concerning death murder and divine retribution Ooh, what a lovely woman anything about shellfish or polylens no she probably left uh, leviticus out of there okay um ed left the farm only to attend school and outside of school wait wait so she levitic cut it out Oh God! <laughs> I had to. I'm sorry. I know it's bad, but I had to. You're right. looking for them. I, I, I. You know, I. I don't call it so much looking for them as they find me. Oh God. <laughs> um. Yeah. So the only time he left the farm was to go to school, and he spent most of his other time when he wasn't in school doing chores on the farm. Okay. He was described as shy, and classmates and teachers remember him as having strange mannerisms, such as laughing at seemingly nothing, as if he were laughing at his own personal jokes in his head. <laughs> He's me. Yeah, probably. <laughs> as soon as she said that, I was like, oh no. Yeah. Uh, to make matters worse, his mother would punish him whenever he tried to make friends, which is oh so sad. Oh, my God. Um, despite his poor social development, he did fairly well in school and was particularly good in reading. Oh, buddy. Yeah. See, that's uh, that's so sad. Yeah, so he had that tragic stuff going yeah. on that he wasn't allowed to make any friends. He was in full isolation. Aww. His only friend was his mom, which is... Not good. Not a good foundation. Especially, like, no offense, but... Even more so, I feel like, as a adolescent boy. Like, he doesn't really... He's got kind of an absentee father. Like, yeah. y- you need a you need a <coughs> male figure in your life. In, in some way, shape, or form. Whether it's a friend, or a grandparent, or yeah. a father. Like, some in some way, shape, no, or form. His mom was, like, his keeper. Oh, Jesus. And um, on April 1st, 1940, Ed's father, George, died of heart failure. It was caused by his alcoholism, and he was 66 years old. Wow. Yeah. Henry and Ed began doing odd jobs around town to help cover living expenses. The brothers were generally considered to be reliable and honest by residents of the community, Mm. and they both worked as handymen. Ed also frequently babysat for neighbors. Uh. He enjoyed babysitting and seemed to relate more easily to children than adults, because I guess... That makes sense. He didn't have a childhood. Yeah. He never got to bond with kids. Yes. 
Uh, Henry began dating a divorced single mother of two and planned on moving in with her. Henry worried that his brother's attachment to their mother um, was a little too strange and often often spoke ill of her around Ed, who responded with shock and hurt. Also, how the fuck was Henry able to meet a nice girl and potentially settle down with the crouching tiger hidden dragon mother? Yeah, because he got... Because when Ed was born... when. When Henry was born, she, like, she hated her husband and, like, whatever. She wasn't stoked about having a son. Especially because, like, if he looked anything like his father. And then she wanted to have a daughter so badly because she wanted to, like, raise a girl to be, like, the one, like, good, virtuous woman in the world. And and so she got pregnant again. And when she had Ed, Ed. she was like, this is, this kid is going to be, like, my special project. My special boy. Yeah. So she focused most of her attention on Ed. So I guess Henry kind of missed a bunch of stuff and he didn't get the same like really strong attachment that Ed had. Wow. And on, I wonder if there was some resentment there too on Henry's part. No, I think he was happy to be because he spoke shit. Up but to, that's what I'm saying. Like, because I wonder if it had to do with she gave all of the, not attention, I guess the attention, but all of like, the love and attention well, she and didn't, everything. She also did Love is a very, very loose you know, term and how her she... version of yes. love, I'm saying. I'm not saying actual. Like, obviously, any mother who truly cared about her children would want to encourage them to have a life and to go forth into the world and make their way and so on and so forth. But I wonder if there was any resentment on Henry's part because all of her, I guess, attention seems <coughs> to have gone to Ed. I don't know. But, Me neither, um, and we can't ask him. Ed, Henry didn't last long, because on May 16th, 1944... That's my brother's birthday. Is it wait, really? wait, wait, what year? 1944. Oh, I thought you said 1994. I was like, that's my birth year! No. Never mind. 1944. 50 years before uh, I was born. Henry and Ed were burning away some marsh vegetation on the Uh-oh. property when the fire got out of control and drew the attention of local fire departments. By the end of the day, after the fire had been extinguished and the firefighters were gone, Ed reported that his brother was missing. <gasps> Wait, he didn't report this when the firefighters were there? No. Afterwards. So with that lanterns, sounds fishy. Yeah. With lanterns and flashlights, a search party went out to look for Henry, um, whose body was found dead, lying face down in the field. And I had heard that uh, Ed was part of the search party and almost directly led them to his body. All right. He's like, my brother's missing. Wait, I know exactly where Wait, he is. Listen, but like, even like, we've got a motive. We've got, because like, he didn't like that they talked, that he talked bad about their mother. Yeah. And even that, like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't think That's it was as loud. That's my alarm to take my birth control I don't pill. think it was as loud as you made it sound. <laughs> but it, there was like a motive there. And because even, because even if he didn't like the way henry spoke about his mother there's no telling that his mother who was so protective over ed wasn't say upset that henry was going out and making his way into the world and everything and wasn't like ed get rid of him yeah like i don't don't think she would have had anything to do with it i think ed would be the one if she was so fire and brimstone yeah um either way (laughs) either way something so this this way comes this was thought to be possibly ed's first murder jesus um and when they found his body, apparently it had been dead for some time, and it appeared that the cause of death was heart failure, since he had not been burned or injured otherwise. Poor Henry. Yeah. It was later reported in Harold Schechter's book, Deviant, which is a fantastic book on Gein, um, that Henry had bruises on his head. 
Oh. So that doesn't sound like heart failure to me. No, that doesn't sound like heart failure. Yeah. How do you get that out of that? <laughs> yeah, well, the police dismissed the possibility of, so- of foul play, and the county coroner later officially listed asphyxiation as the cause of death. What the fuck? All right. You so accidentally got asphyxiated? Exactly. How does that happen? <laughs> Whatever. Like, especially... like. like yeah. Okay. The, the authorities accepted the accident theory, but no official investigation was conducted and an autopsy was never performed. Some suspected that Ed had killed his brother, like we had said. Yeah. Uh, while questioning Ed about the death of Bernice Warden in 1957, state investigator Joe Wimolski. Mm. They got some weird names. No idea. Uh, he brought up questions about Henry's death. Dr. George W. Ardent who studied the case wrote that in retrospect it was quote possibly and likely that henry's death was the cain and abel aspect of this case oh yeah that's still sad though because like obviously like he's not right in the head or anything like that but like it's it's circumstantial like he wasn't all there his mother yeah, but you wasn't say doing that, him any favors. You could say that about this whole case. There's just something about him, though, that it's so tragic to yeah. me. Um, I know it's gross. I know he's. I know he's a chooch. I know all of that. But like, there's just something so tragic about Ed Gein and his story. He definitely had mental health issues. If you see yeah, any pictures exactly. of him, he had like wild, crazy eyes. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> no, it's true though, and it's just I don't know. Yeah. Well. Ed finally got what he wanted because his mother and him were now alone. And Augusta had a paralyzing stroke shortly after Henry's death, and Ed devoted himself entirely to taking care of her. Oh, no. Yeah. Poor Augusta. Fuck her. Oh, no. (laughs) Sometime in 1945, Ed later recounted that he and his mother were visiting a man named Smith who lived nearby to purchase straw. According to Ed, Augusta witnessed Smith... Wait, how was she doing that if she was paralyzed by a stroke no she was paralyzed in 1944 when oh this is before that no this is after that that's what i'm saying how is she going to get straw if she's paralyzed i don't paralyzed? know how paralyzed she was what did you do carry give her like a fucking piggyback ride i don't know this is this is the information that i've found this is the information that we need yes so they were visiting this guy they were gonna get straw from him and um apparently augusta witnessed smith beating a dog <gasps> yeah what a the woman fuck? a woman came from inside smith's home and was yelling and telling him to stop uh beating the dog yeah and augusta was extremely upset by this scene it didn't bother her that the dog was being beat what? but the presence of the woman really got to her what the fuck because augusta told ed that the woman was not married to smith so it w- she had no business being there jesus fucking christ yeah smith's harlot is what augusta angrily called her um, oh she had a second stroke soon afterwards, and her health deteriorated very rapidly. I mean, I'm not saying that was karma. She's not. However. No. Um, she died on December 29, 1945, at the age of 67. Ed Happy was New devastated Year. by her death. In uh, the words of author Harold Schechter, he said, quote, lost his only friend and one true love, and he was absolutely alone in the world. See, like, that's what's so sad. Like, I wonder what would have happened if his mother had not kicked it. No, it wasn't the fact, like, she was going to die eventually. No matter when she died, he was going to have problems because he never got to know anybody. I know, but that's what I'm saying. I wish he, <laughs> this is going to sound so awful, but I wish he died before her. Yeah. 
Well, like, then none of this shit would have happened. Like, that's what I'm saying, though. None of this shit would have happened. Yeah. It was like, that's the catalyst that, like, Ted Bundy, who we'll get to at some point, like, he had the brown-haired girlfriend that broke his heart, like, and I'm not blaming her at all. I'm no, not blaming her not. at all. No, Just he like was... with the hillside strangler, not the hillside strangler, um, who am I thinking of? Who am I thinking of? The Golden State Killer and how he, how it's coming out, it had come out that it, that his former, I believe she was his fiance that that's who he was talking about when he was killing some of his victims and raping some of his victims. Yeah. And, like... Yeah, there's a couple screws loose. It's not... Yeah, it's a couple screws loose. And and it's just like, ugh. Like, if those screws were just... Like, it's Augusta's not fault. loosened. It's Augusta's fault that Ed's a weird freak. Oh, yeah, no, it's But it's not her fault that he went and murdered... No. No, I'm not trying to say it's her fault. I'm saying it's like not the universe's fault but you know what i mean like he just he keeps falling on these difficult it's kind of like with aileen warnos and how she had that hard life and we'll get to her too and it resulted in her just genuinely like yeah well that's demeanor and everything like we'll eventually do an episode that's like the backstories of serial like the the warning signs and like and everything that leads up to it yeah but um so after Augusta died, Ed held onto the farm and earned money from a couple of odd jobs. He boarded up rooms that were used by his mother, including the entire upstairs, the downstairs parlor, and the living room, Aww. leaving them completely untouched. That's so while, sad. Yeah. While the rest of the house became increasingly squalid, uh, these rooms remained pristine. He never Jesus. went in. They were like shrines. Yes, pretty much. Um, Ed lived after the after she had passed in a small room next to the kitchen so he used basically this tiny room and the kitchen and that was it jesus yeah around this time he became interested in reading death cult magazines and adventure stories Uh oh yeah particularly those involving cannibals or nazis gee yeah nothing can go wrong there i mean you can't say that reading about cannibals and nazis oh, no, is a warning but sign he's already he's already mentally and emotionally fragile though yeah that's true and um, he's got no one it's not like he's got his brother to check in on him every so often and be like hey bud how's it no, going no he has nobody yeah he's got no one i'm sure that nobody in town is sitting there and coming over to his house and being like hey you good yeah but other ways he made money is that he was a handyman and received a farm subsidy from the federal government starting in 1951. He occasionally That's worked cool. for local municipal road crews and crop um, threshing. I don't know what that is. Threshing. Um, the word sounds familiar. Hang on. Let me look it up. I guess clearing of crops. That's what I would assume it is. I don't know. But hang on. Uh, but you he worked for a couple of places of that in the area. And sometime between 1946 and 1956, he also sold an 80-acre parcel of land that his brother Henry had owned. Oh, wow. So, I guess he didn't need all of that land. Oh, that's, that's good. I just went to dictionary it. Dictionary it. <laughs> <coughs> oh, boy. Um, just went to look it up on the dictionary. And first of all, threshing was considered to be not a word. Threshing. T H R E. Oh, I'm, I'm looking up T-H-R-U-S-H. No. And I'm like, all it's talking about is birds. <laughs> I was like, this has nothing to do with birds. Yeah. Oh, no, it's not what I would have thought it was. Um, it is to separate the grain or seeds from a cereal, plant, or the like by some mechanical means, as by beating with a flail, like a whip or whatever, or by the action of a threshing machine. 
Interesting. And, and again, it says to beat as if with a flail, to deliver well, blows as if with a flail. As I'm about to get into, he was really good at beating shit. Oh no! So on the beating morning, off? <laughs> probably. <laughs> um, I feel I feel like that comes in later. Yeah. <laughs> on the morning of November sixteenth, nineteen fifty-seven, Plainfield Hardware Store owner Bernice Bernice Warden, sorry, <clears throat> um, she disappeared. Uh, uh -oh. Plainfield resident reported that the hardware store's truck had been driven out from the rear of the building around 9.30 in the morning. The hardware store was closed for the entire day, and some area residents believed that it was because of deer hunting season. Uh -huh. So it was like the first day of deer hunting season. Everyone was out hunting, so I guess a yeah. bunch of the stores were already closed. Bernice Warden's son, Deputy Sheriff Frank Warden, entered the store around 5 p.m. to find the store's cash register open and bloodstains on the floor. Frank Warden told investigators that Ed Gein had been in the store the evening before his mother's disappearance and that he would return, he said that he would return the next morning for a gallon of antifreeze. Oh, a sales slip for a gallon of antifreeze was the last receipt written by Warden on the morning she disappeared. On the evening of the same day, Ed was arrested at a West Plainfield grocery store in Washara County, oh, and Washara County's uh, sheriff's deputy uh, searched the Gein farm. Oh. Yeah. A Washara County Sheriff's deputy discovered uh, Warden's decapitated body in a <gasps> shed on Ed's property, hung upside down by her legs with a, crossbar, with a crossbar at her ankles and ropes at her wrists. Oh, my God. The torso was, quote, dressed out like a deer, and she had been yeah, shot no, with Yeah, no, it does. It sounds like yeah. with animals, how they, like... Yeah. I don't bleed know what them the, out? yeah is yeah. it bleed them out is that the right term I don't know I don't hunters know. help us um she had been shot with a 22 caliber rifle and um multiple mutilations were made after her death so here we get into the treasure trove I'm gonna try to go from the least gross to the most gross but they're all gross okay so searching cool. the house the authorities found <clears throat> here we go oh I love this part wait I know what you're talking about go ahead um I have the whole list here, but I'm going to try to put it in. I hope you save my favorite for last, but go ahead. I know which is your favorite. <laughs> okay, it's not on here, but I remember hearing in the last podcast on the left that he had just like a bag of chewed gum. Oh. Just like wads of it. Oh. So that's the least gross. That's gross, <laughs> but it's the least gross. <clears throat> what the fuck? So he had... Mm, all this is really gross. He had four There's noses. There's no categorizing it? Yeah, no. there we go. There four we go. Noses, Jumping right in. Uh, fingernails from female fingers. Nice. Um, Mary Hogan's skull in a box. Cute. Um, bowls made from Mary. human skulls. What's made from? Bowls. That's what like, I thought like you to said. To drink soup out yeah, of? Yeah, that's what I thought you said. Yeah. But then I was like, no, maybe I misheard her. No. Whole human bones and fragments. Yeah, um, good, nice, cute. I feel like I feel like if I'm you're going from like one. least terrible to most terrible, I feel like the bowls need to be further on that most terrible list. Like I feel um, like bowls does not come before uh, human bone fragments. Just wait until you hear the rest. Oh, I'm, I know. Now I'm just gonna go in order of the thing because I I should have put these in order before. I but really I hope you're going um, to save my favorite for last. I will. I hope you if you know what I'll my let favorite you say is. It. No, okay. no, 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 no. I want you to, I want you to guess. Okay. Let's see how um, well you know me. It's a like garbage can made game. of human skin. Cute. Human skin covering several uh, chair seats. We need to call Bobby Burke and get him on this for his new line. Right? Right. 
Did I say skulls on the bedpost? Because there were skulls on his bedpost. You did not, but yeah. interesting design choice. Female skulls with some of the tops sewn off. Any particular... Saw- sawed off, sorry. Yeah. But any particular reason? Like, did they say what he used that for? No. All right. Just to have. Okay. A corset made from a female torso, skinned from shoulders to waist. Why do you need a corset, Ed? Why do you need a human skin corset? But also, why do you need a corset at all? Leggings made from human skin legs. Again, we all love a good legging, but that's what, like, Fabletics is for. That's not what, like, human skin is for. Masks made from the skin of female heads. Cute. That's, that's, yeah, there we go. Very, the Halloween uh, spirit. Very whisper series in um, the Walking Dead comics. I don't Sorry know. if I'm ruining the TV show for you because it's probably going to happen soon. But the whisperers know. were people that survived the zombie apocalypse by um, mowing down zombies, skinning them, and then putting their skin on as suits. The and then like just like like going in with zombie herds, no like pretending thanks. they were zombies. No fucking thanks. I like yeah. that show already freaks me out just because I can't handle scary or gore or anything like yeah. that. They kind of pissed like, it away in the comics uh, like too quickly. But whatever, it was cool. Um, Mary Hogan's face mask in a paper bag. God, he used every bit of Mary Hogan. Uh, Bernice Warden's entire head in a burlap sack. Oh, Bernice. (coughs) Bernice Warden's heart, quote, in a plastic bag in front of Ed's uh, pot-bellied stove. Which this is... This is where the theory comes in that he was uh, cannibalizing yes. people. There's no real reason proof. to keep human body near a stove. Well, he didn't really have a lot of room. He had his bedroom, which had lots of heads in it already, and a kitchen. So Yeah, but you don't need to keep the heart, like, by the stove. You don't know that. Uh, he had nine vulva in <laughs> a box. You said that way too... <laughs> <laughs> that was going to be higher on the list. Nine vaginas in a box. Um, vulvas, not the vagina. We can't be those women. Sorry. We can't be these women. Uh, a young girl's dress and quote, the vulvas of two females judged to have been about 15 years old. <gasps> no. Yeah. No. Um, this is a fun one. A pair of lips on a window shade drawstring. There, there were quite a few pairs of lips on this list so far. No, these were face lips. I know, but still. Oh, uh, a lampshade made from the skin of a human face. What the fuck? How, but the nose! I just, uh, okay. Um, and Caitlin's favorite, a belt made from female human nipples. There it is! Yep. <laughs> that one's my favorite. Of course. I didn't know about a lot of these, though. I really just, I kind of read about the belt and kind of latched on to that and went with it yeah so these artifacts were photographed at a crime state laboratory and then destroyed I well feel like this is friends awesome. i have some of those photographs they're whew, they're something to look at <laughs> i was also gonna say i feel like this is a good time then to segue into the fact that we have merch coming out and it's all going to be <laughs> made of human skull skin. bowls and human skin lampshades i got a sunburn weirdly edition on nipple belts i got a sunburn weirdly on my knees when we were hanging out and um we, we were quite literally hanging out we were tubing we were tubing and i had sunburn exclusively on my knees and my skin has been Sloughing off like nobody's It's business. like you use baby foot on your knees. It's the perfect thing to make skin merch out of. I'm just saying, if you guys want it, we got it. For the right price, <laughs> you, 
you can get a piece of you my knee too. skin maybe maybe we should maybe that should be like on a patreon yes. we should do we should do you can get to some the of our bitter. skin yes <laughs> to the highest bitter my knee skin pick your host and you get skin yum <laughs> or a lock of hair do with it what you will <laughs> okay fingernail clippings so obviously when the cops went in there they were fucking not handling it obviously when you first see i mean think about how uncomfortable grown men are around attached vaginas Uh, now i'm doing it thanks Haley. no vulvas attached can you imagine see i know they'd be like they took pictures of like all the 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 things that they found I want a picture of the cop's face when he opened the box with nine vulvas in it. Yes, there's going to be a lot of Queer Eye references in this episode because all I'm thinking of is when Anthony, if anybody has seen it, this isn't really a spoiler, he went into somebody's room and he put his hand in, I think it was like a bag or a box. It was a bag on somebody's, like... It was a bag on somebody's, like, headboard. Like, like the window (laughs) over the headboard or something. And it was just filled with their children's teeth. And he, like, recoiled and launched himself across the room. And that's all I can picture with these people. Well, yeah, there was that that meme. There was that meme it's like a venn diagram that says um people oh, that right i've seen people this. that save um teeth and hair it's serial killers and parents we need we need to put this on so that people can see because i've seen that it's really funny it's, it's very true it, it is very true my um, mom does it yeah Did so it? Uh, when questioned ed told investigators that between 1947 and 1952 he made as many as 40 nighttime visits to three local graveyards to exhume Jesus. recently buried bodies while he was in a quote days like state i'll say yeah on about 30 of those visits he said he came out of the days while in the cemetery left the grave in good order and returned home empty-handed on other occasions he dug up one of the graves of a recently buried middle-aged woman he thought that might resemble his mother (coughs) oh that's rough although i don't know if that was actually true I don't. I don't think he said that in the interviews. That looked like his mother. I think that was. Inferred. I think that was what they deduced. Yeah, yeah. because he okay. never. He wouldn't spoke about his mom. He wouldn't speak about his mom in interviews and stuff because he would just cry. Oh, um, see that, but like that's what I mean. Like he's not because it was like a Stockholm syndrome type thing. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Though, like he's not all there, but in a different way yeah. than most. And also the killers. fact that when he was brought in, he just told everybody, "Yeah, this is what I've been doing." Yeah, like, see, he doesn't even know Nobody's better. been really like, looking. Like, it's different than, like, the killers, like, the Zodiac Killer's a good example, where he's like, this is what I've been doing, bitches. He's more yeah, like... Yeah, but still secret. Yeah, but still... Or not even still secret, but, like, the serial killers that, like, they want to be found because, yeah. because they want that glory. Yeah. He's not really so much... It's almost childlike. Yeah. It's like, oh, what are you doing, buddy? Oh, like, I'm doing this. Yeah. Except instead of painting on the fucking wall with a marker, he's yeah. making belts out of women's nipples. Yeah. So um, when he remained in his days like state and went to the graveyard, he would bury up, uh, he would dig up the bodies of these um, middle-aged women and take the bodies home where he tanned their skins and made his paraphernalia. Bringing a whole yeah. new meaning to the threat to tan someone's hide. Yes. Uh, Ed did choose his victims that would resemble his mother as it was inferred. Um, the fuck? The only difference is the way that they presented themselves went completely against Augusta's views. For example, Mary Hogan was a tavern owner with a nasty mouth. Ed took note of this 
as well as the amount of disapproval that his mother would have to such a rash behavior. The woman, uh, the women that Ed chose to murder openly went against Augusta's views as to how proper women should act. So killing them satisfied his mother in some weird delusional way. He did it for her. <laughs> yeah. As fucked up and awful as that is, it's kind of sad. Yeah. So Ed admitted to stealing from nine graves and led investigators to their exact locations. That's too many. Authorities were uncertain as to whether the slight Ed was capable of single-handedly digging up an entire grave during a single evening and exhumed uh, two of the graves and found them empty. One had a crowbar in place of a body. What? Yeah. That's so, a little different. Because they were like this, because Ed wasn't like a tall, big guy. He was a small no. guy, but he'd been working on farms his entire life. So he was strong. Yeah, so he's got that. Yeah, he's got that upper body strength. Yeah. So they they saw this guy and he was like, yep, I've just been digging up bodies and taking shit from him. And Making a belt. They were like this fucking guy. Decorating my home. Yeah. So they went to the, the graveyards and they were like, this isn't true, but we yeah. need to check because he confessed to it. And then they did it. And then they had to go to all of the bodies. God. <coughs> um, in the crime state laboratory, um, they participated in opening three test graves um, that were identified by Ed and the caskets inside were wooden boxes the top boards ran across um they ran crossways not lengthwise and the tops of the boxes were two feet below the surface of the sandy soil so ed had robbed the graves soon after the funerals while the graves were not completed um they were found as ed described one casket was empty one ed had failed to open when he lost his pry bar and most of the body was gone from the third, but Ed had returned rings and some body parts oh god so he would return things that he said he did not need yeah yeah Okay, that's um, normal. Soon after his mother's death, Ed began to create the, quote, woman suit so that he could literally become his mother to crawl into her skin. This is very, like, yeah. psycho. Um, but Ed denied having sex with the bodies he exhumed, explaining, quote, they smelled too bad. Well, that's a good reason not to fuck yeah. a dead person. That's, that's about the only reason you need. That's a, that seems like a solid reason. Yeah, during a state crime laboratory interrogation, Ed also admitted to shooting of Mary Hogan, who was the tavern owner that went missing in 1954, and whose head was found in his house, but later denied memory or details of her death. Okay. Yeah. I mean, maybe he was in another one of those trance-like states. Yeah. Um, a 16-year-old boy whose parents were friends of Ed's and had attended ball games and movies with him reported that Ed kept shrunken heads in his house. Ed had described them as relics from the Philippines sent by a cousin who had served on the island during um, World War II. I'm sorry, what? Like, and you believe him? Well, he's a weird guy. Yeah, that seems like something you need to, like, I don't know, mention to someone. Yeah, and upon investigation by the police, these were determined to be uh, human facial skins carefully peeled from corpses and used by Ed as masks. Oh, God. Ed also considered was also considered a suspect in several other unsolved cases in Wisconsin, including the 1953 disappearance of Evelyn Hartley, who was a lacrosse babysitter. Oh. And remember, he did have yeah evidence yeah. of girls as young as 15. Um, during questioning, Washar County Sheriff um, Art Skelly reported um, reportedly assaulted Ed by banging his head and face into a brick wall. This resulted in Ed's initial confession and was uh, ruled inadmissible. Shelley died of heart failure in um, 
1968 at age 43 before Ed's trial. Many who knew Shelley said that he was traumatized by the horror of Ed's crimes, and this, along with the fear of having to testify, especially about assaulting Ed, caused his death. One of his friends said, quote, he was a victim of Ed Gein as surely as if he had butchered him himself. If I'd go that far, can you imagine being the that the, like, the lead investigator yeah. or something like this? That's insane. But I also feel like you can't like I mean, and he did some fucked up shit, and I know this entire episode some of the is probably most gonna sound up like shit. yes, no. Um, I feel like that's this is going to again sound like me defending him. I'm not <coughs> defending him. Dude did some shitty shit, shitty shit, shitty shit, and whatnot. But like, you can't also be like, oh yeah, he killed the lead investigator. Like, no. He, lead lead he investigator was, needed to pop a couple tums and get rid of the ulcer. And, like, he was a factor. But it's like when the president, like, you look at the first day in office and, and the, the final day, yeah. day in office. And, and they've they, aged, like, a, a decade. And it's been four years. Like, it's it's the stress. It's the And especially because this isn't just, like, a really fucked up case. It was a high profile case. Yeah, People all over were like hey did you hear about this dude so i'm sure that brought a lot of the pressure down that brought a lot of the yeah like, i think these, they had to outsource a lot of things too because yeah they were such a small police department they just didn't have exactly. the resources to be able to do a lot of the investigation that they yeah. needed to do like no offense but when you're living in that small of a town and you sign up to be like an investigator or a police chief or anything like that like i highly doubt that you're sitting there and you're like yep I'm going to solve one of the biggest murder cases known to man. Yeah. Not murder cases, but like... Just fucked up he just Yeah, cases. one of the base, biggest <coughs> fucked up cases known to man. Um, so the trial. On November 21st, 1957, Ed was arraigned on one count of first-degree murder in Washara County Court, where he pleaded not guilty by reason of insanity. That Ed sounds was, about right. Yeah, he was diagnosed with schizophrenia and found mentally incompetent, thus unfit to stand for trial. He was sent to Central State Hospital for the Criminally Insane, um, which was a maximum security facility in Wisconsin, and was later transferred to Mendota State Hospital in Madison, Wisconsin. In 1968, doctors determined that Ed was, quote, mentally able to confer with counsel and participate in his defense. The trial began on November 7th, 1968, and lasted one week. The psychiatrist testified that Ed had told him that he did not know whether the killing of Bernice Warden was intentional or accidental. Ed had told him that while he examined a gun in Warden's store, the gun went off, killing Warden. Ed testified that he that after trying to load a bullet into the rifle, it discharged. He said that he had not aimed at Warden and did not remember anything else that happened that morning. At the request of the defense, Ed's trial was held without a jury, with Judge Robert H. Gallmer presiding. Hmm. Ed was found guilty by Gallmer on November 14th. A second trial dealt with Ed's sanity. After testimony by doctors for the prosecution and defense, Gallmer ruled Ed, quote, not guilty by reason of insanity and ordered him uh, committed to Central State Hospital for the Criminally Insane. Ed spent the rest of his life in the mental hospital. George Gallmer wrote, quote, due to prohibitive cases, oh, prohibitive costs, sorry, Ed Gein was tried for only one murder, that of Ms. Warden. He is also admitted to killing Mary Hogan. Oh, wow. So Ed's house and property were scheduled to be auctioned on March 30th, 1958, Mm -hmm. amid rumors that the house would become a tourist attraction. On March 27th, the house was destroyed by a fire. Arson was suspected, but the cause was never officially determined. 
and when Ed learned of the incident while in detention, he shrugged and said, just as well. Oh! Yeah. The house that he worked so hard to, like, keep up as a, I, again, I'll say, shrine to his mother, and now it's like, oh, all right. Yeah. Though I wonder, you had mentioned he's got that diagnosis of schizophrenia. I wonder if that's accurate. I mean, that was also in, like, the 60s, so maybe... That's why I'm wondering, yeah. Maybe it would have been something different now. I wonder if it is something different now. Um, But Ed's car, which he used to haul the bodies of the victims, was sold at public auction for $760 to a carnival sideshow operator, Bunny Gibbons. Nice. Bunny Gibbons. Nice. I love it. Gibbons later charged uh, carnival goers 25 cents admission to see it. Not bad. I'm sure he made that back within, like, I don't know, eight years. Yeah. Uh, Ed Gein died at the uh, mental hospital due to respiratory failure, secondary to lung cancer, on July 26, 1984, at the age of 77. Huh. Over the years, souvenir seekers chipped pieces from his gravestone in the Plainfield Cemetery until the stone itself was stolen in the year 2000. Yo! It was recovered in June of 2001 near Seattle and was placed in storage at the Washara County uh, sheriff's department the gravesite itself is now unmarked but not unknown ed Gein is buried between his parents and brother in the cemetery whose graves are still marked hey Haley, let's go i was about to say you want to do a road trip yeah right road trip so as many people may know this guy was the inspiration for many a pop culture character i'm um, ready i'm so ready so the movies that focus uh or have um, right like little bits of ed gein in them right. are psycho that's the first thing i thought yeah. of because he dressed up literally like his mother well it's no- like the norman bates character right that's what i'm saying he was obsessed with the mother the mother wouldn't let him have outside contact he literally wore his mother yeah um the movie deranged where the of character of ezra cobb was said to be um hmm. linked to gein in some ways um, in the Light of the Moon, which I believe is about Ed Gein specifically. Oh, okay. Um, Ed Gein, the Butcher of Plainfield. I think that one's about Ed Gein. Yes. He was mentioned in uh, the movie Hitchcock, which is probably talking about Hitchcock's Psycho. Yeah, that would make sense. Um, House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh, oh, you know, that makes sense now. It's not the first Otis thing I would have thought Driftwood. of. <laughs> That's what the, the character's name was. And <gasps> The Devil's Rejects, which is the the sequel i don't I know i only knew of the one the house of a thousand corpses yeah uh he was um there were bits of ed gein and vincent smith in the movie motel hell okay <laughs> okay and then there was a movie called ed and his dead mother which is a 1993 comedy mm, just a laugh might, a minute might be might be pushing a little bit might be a reach in tv obviously he's norman bates in bates motel yes and um dr oliver threadson in america horror story american horror story asylum yeah yeah now that you say that that makes so much oh that one yeah. that one upset me so oh that also one so upsetting also buffalo bill and silence of the lambs obviously i i have not seen Put the and i refuse the to see silence of the lambs yeah that's so, one where i know i will never recover and another fun one uh leatherface from texas chainsaw massacre yeah that makes a lot of sense and he wore faces yeah. so did leatherface it makes a lot of sense um so the similarities to some of these characters leatherface um 
from Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the movie was marketed as a true story, and the real events the filmmakers were referring to was Gein's House of Horrors. Leatherface's iconic mask made of human skin is clearly based off Gein's woman suit and his propensity for human taxidermy, which I never heard that's, of that. I was going to say, that's a good, that's a <laughs> that's good, a good way phrase to put for it. it. That's an that's a that's that's yeah. one way. That's one way you While can Well, Leatherface is clearly the main villain of the Texas Chainsaw franchise. His dependent relationship with his toxic family could have also been inspired by Gein's own challenges with his mother. That makes sense. Um and as for Norman Bates, is probably the most famous character inspired by Gein. And right. horror writer Robert Block drew inspiration from Gein's maternal obsession to build the prototype for his modern-day slasher. And Norman Bates transformed into his mother to carry out his violent acts, much in the way that Gein wanted to create the woman's suit to become his mother. Huh. And Buffalo Bill of Silence of the Lambs was inspired by a few different serial killers, including Ted Bundy's M.O. for for pretending to be injured to seek assistance. Right. And Edmund Kemper, who killed his grandparents as a teen just to see what it felt like. Yeah. And uh, Gein obtained trophies from the bodies of recently deceased middle-aged women who he thought to resemble his mother, allegedly. Right. Probably in an attempt to remain close to her. Um, It's said that shortly after his mother's death... There's other ways, sweetie. There's other ways to... Like, I mean... Wear a locket of hers or something. Wear, uh, even if you want a piece of her, like a lock of her hair in the locket, maybe. Maybe. But like, there's less creepy ways there's, to do it. There's non-fleshy ways to remember someone. Like, did you see that thing that's going around where you can keep a loved one's tattoo on your wall? That's creepy. Like, someone dies and they literally remove the flesh with the tattoo on it and they like cure it and frame it i don't like that i would rather i would rather just get the same tattoo on my body then when you die i'm gonna do that with your face and get my face just cure it and frame it and keep it on my wall forever good and i'll kiss it every morning and i'll go good morning Haley. creepy (laughs) um where was i looking because i love you that much you're gross (laughs) um excuse me bless no okay fine <laughs> I, if i um, were you i'd take all the blessings you can get but okay excuse me i'm trying to tell you about a game right now oh i'm so sorry it said that shortly after his mother's death gene wanted a sex change not just to become a woman but to become like his mother oh now see <sighs> yeah uh like gene um, he's not buffalo bill right. made the woman suit for himself using human skin he too wanted to identify as a woman but as an extremely misguided reaction to his perceived gender dysphoria, misattributed <clears throat> due to his intense self-hatred. In See, the- like, that's the difference. Yeah. Like, Gein wasn't like, I have identified as a woman. I feel as though I was born with the wrong organs. Like, I just... Yeah. <sighs> In the book, Silence of the Lamb... Uh, Jack Crawford explains that the character is, quote, not in fact transsexual, but merely believes himself to be. That sounds about like... that. I mean, that's I pretty know. similar. I guess. That's just what he just, uh, yeah. the author described it as. Um, he didn't want to change his gender. He just wanted to want a transformative rebirth. That's an interesting way so to put it. So he was born the way he is. Right. And then he just wanted to, like... Stop being that person and become a become whole a different new person. person. Yeah. Right. That's um, a little different. Although there are numerous elements that contribute to the unnerving terror of Buffalo Bill, the number one thing that stands out is that everyone's memory is of the woman suit. 
Ed Gein pioneered that look, and it's he not a good pioneered one. Pioneered that look. You're not treating, a good one. but you're treating him like the Coco Chanel of like <laughs> cannibals here. Yeah, he pioneered <clears throat> that look. Nipple belts, fall twenty whatever, or what 20 was it? Twenty whatever, fall nineteen forty four. Um, there are so many songs that people have written. Can't wait! I um, can't wait. Inspired by Gein. I'm I'm excited for Lots this Spotify playlist. Lots of them are playlist. called Ed Gein. There's um, Dead right Art and Plainfield by John Five. There's a song called Nipple Belt by Tad. Yes, my anthem. Um, a song called Plainfield by Church of Misery. Uh, one called This is a weird one. Addicted to the Vaginal Skin by a band called <laughs> Cannibal Corpse. My- Michael, is that you? There's also you know the song. He's not responding. You know the song. Um, <laughs> No Rain by Blind Melon. No. No. I still don't know it, but hang on. Can you keep going? Because I quite no. enjoyed that. No. She was like swaying it's like and the, snapping her fingers. It's like the, it's the little girl in the, in the music video. She's dressed like a bumblebee. I've never seen it's, this. It's a song from the 90s. It's okay. I want to see it. I well, want to know. That happy jolly band wrote a song called Skinned, which is about Ed Gein. Bit of a take from <clears throat> little girl in a bumblebee costume, but okay. Yeah. Oh, and here's here's my favorite one. Okay, so there's a, a thing that, that started to spring up around Ed Gein called Geeners. Uh-oh. And these are, these are jokes about Ed Gein. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say it was like fans of his. And no. I was like, well, was it? <clears throat> this is great. I'm going to tell you a couple. Okay. Why did Ed Gein have... Uh, no, what did Ed Gein have to say to the cop who arrested him? I did it. Have a heart. Ha! <laughs> Uh, why did they have to keep the heat on in Ed Gein's house? Um, cause the skin would get cold. So the furniture wouldn't get goosebumps? There it is! I was kinda there! Why won't anyone play poker with Ed Gein? Because he has an extra set of hands. He might come up with a good hand. He might come up with a good hand! You were so close! (laughs) (laughs) I love these! Can we do an episode just of these? (laughs) I don't have that many of them. What did Ed Gein say to the hearse that drove past? There's my next meal. Dig you later, baby. Oh, (laughs) I love it. What did Ed Gein have in his cookie jar? Someone's nibbles and kibbles. Lady fingers. Lady fingers. (laughs) There it is. See, I was getting way more lewd with that. I was trying to figure out how to like nicely put like a woman's cookies. (laughs) Was Ed Gein popular with the ladies? I there don't was, know, was he? <laughs> there were always women hanging around this place. Yo! Oh! <laughs> Ed Gein was a good guy. Uh, he was a good guy to know when you were looking to advance your career. He could really get ahead. <laughs> I'm loving these. This is that I'm my last one. This. No, there needs to be more. There needs to be uh, more. Well, I have another thing. Uh, this is a poem about Ed Gein. Oh, please. Um, from you gotta the, be artistic with it. It's from the Ed Gein issue of the Psycho Killers comic series, which is phenomenal. Okay. They're like these really old comics. They were so cool. Um, and it was um, in Ed Gein, The Night Before Christmas. Uh, oh, my God. Please yeah. I'm do gonna read this. It to you. If you can read it like Patrick Stewart. Not with my current voice. As good as you can but do. But on the... Ed, I think last podcast on the left did like a three-parter of Ed Gein, which is fantastic. He deserves and so, it. So, like, so in depth, so yeah. good. 
Like, we really didn't get into the whole Mary Hogan thing. Right. Um, Which, I mean, R.I.P. Yeah. But they get into, like, so much with their three-parter, and they did a reading of this poem, which was hilarious. Oh, she's clearing her throat, everybody. I'm trying to. Oh, she's she's getting into it. Okay. It's because you had that milkshake earlier. She literally was getting the milkshake, and she was like, this isn't going to be good for my throat. No. (laughs) But I did it anyway, because I wanted a vanilla milkshake. Because I'm an adult, she says. Yes. Um, so here's the poem. Okay, I'm ready. Twas the night before Christmas when all through the shed, all the creatures were stirring, even old Ed. The bodies were hung from the rafters above while Eddie was searching for another new love. <laughs> <laughs> he went to Watoma for a plain field deal, looking for love and also a meal. <laughs> when what to his hungry eyes should appear but old Mary Hogan in a new red brassiere. This is also not historically That's awful, accurate. but so funny. Um, her cheeks were like roses when kissed by the sun, and she let out a scream at the sight of Ed's gun. When Ed pulled the trigger and Mary fell dead, he took his old axe and cut off her head. He then took a hacksaw and cut her in two, one half for hamburger, the other for stew. What the fuck? <laughs> he lay a hand aside, and laying a hand aside of her heel, up the rafters went his next meal. He sprung to his truck, to the graveyard he flew. The hours were short, and much work he must do. He looked for the grave where the fattest one laid, and started digging with a shovel and spade. (laughs) He shoveled and shoveled and shoveled some more, till finally he reached the old coffin door. He took out a crowbar and pried open the box. He was not only clever, but sly as a fox love as he picked up the body and cut off her head he could tell by the smell that the old girl was dead (laughs) he filled in the grave by the moonlight above and once more old ed had found a new love who wrote this i told you it was in the the, but like is there a name but is there a name i don't have the name i'll try to put it on the website if i can find it oh this person deserves all the credit jesus that oh my god yes it's so good oh my god so besides all that um i'm gonna put all the rest of the um i have a bunch of links of like ed Gein merchandise what yeah people have some nipple weird belts. stuff with ed Gein's there's face on it nipple um belts? there's this one person on etsy are there nipple belts not i don't think a nipple belt but they definitely made a um they definitely made something on Etsy that was like I'm trying to click the similar. Link. Hold on, it was um like a uh, a lamp, and the, the, the like the body of the lamp was a spine, Uh-oh. and the shade was like it looked like human skin. We're not getting that for the apartment. Uh, they have dice made from human bone on here. Oh, and now see that's kind of that's kind of interesting. That's kind of fun. That's kind of spooky. Uh, they have this dress. It depends that on the means by the which print, you harvested the bone. The print on this dress is the woman's suit. No, it's only fifty dollars. Don't you dare! I'm showing it to you. Oh, it's like as it reminds me of those swimsuits, those one-piece swimsuits that people are wearing or were wearing because it's not really swimsuit season anymore where they're 
like a man's dad bod yeah yeah like that's like what that. it reminds me of except it's like a body con dra- yeah it is kind of like that it's no good i'm trying to find the uh oh there's a like a human bone prop like a halloween prop that looks very real wait is it actually made of human bone or is no, it fake all it's, right it's a prop see like i'm down with that they have a light switch plate that looks like it's stapled skin nope nope see it's just a, a real fun shop they also have it's fun my favorite like... picture of ted bundy ever where he's in the um where he got sentenced and oh, he's God. in the court saying tell tell the jury they were wrong um it's like that face okay but also michael just leaned in and is showing me there is music made from human bones music the fact that you knew to look this up also kind of worries me <coughs> however you've said radical. on multiple occasions that you would decorate your place or our place with human skin as upholstery for our furniture <laughs> i believe it he's hanging his head but it was very funny i liked that joke but yeah he's just a regular old ed game he's a regular old ed so to see all that stuff all those links that's crazy uh the great crime scene photos oh oh my god you can go to the website that might be too much even for me it's a fun time i don't know that i'll be able to look at them don't like sometimes we'll like send each other like whatever we're posting please don't send me those nope (laughs) i will i I will definitely tag them as sensitive because thank you they're rough but it's crimeculturepodcast.tumblr.com and you can check all of that stuff out. All of the links to our Instagram and Twitter and our email. Tumblr. You can email us. Well, it's it's on our Tumblr. I know, but like I, you know, in case if you want to click the link and go to the, the homepage, Tumblr. yes, you can you can follow it. Um, um, ooh. Ooh. <laughs> uh, uh, you can Spotify email us and our Goodreads. What? Yes, Spotify I'm going to put I'm going to put a link to all of the um like a reading list of all the books about right. Ed Gein. I'm going to put a playlist of all the songs related to him. Right. Um probably trailers from the movies, like little yeah. like character clips if I can get them. Yep. There's going to be so much. There's going to be it's going to be all Ed all the time. Well, for the next like week. for the next week. Yes. Yes. Unless you want just every episode to be on Ed Keen from now on. Just an exclusively Ed Keen podcast. We we will go year by year of his life. Every episode is a different year of his life. So that's 77 episodes right there. (gasps) Our podcat just came in. Oh, look at this cat. Hi, Mom. Did you hear it? Hello, sweet prince. Can you speak? Oh, I love you. I don't know if anyone can Hello. hear it. Oh, I think he could. The thing is very cute. Hi, bud. Oh, he's very oppositional right now. He just wants to snug. All right, so we're going to have to take care of this cat. So um, that's about it for this episode. Yeah. Gein's a fun one. Gein is a fun I've one. I've been waiting for this one for a while. I know you've been very excited about this I one. I know. As, and it's as episode 20 i was gonna say as you should be we're celebrating it's episode 20 yeah oh that cat is just being this, so cute this cat is loving on i'm me gonna have to go because i need to snuggle him back. so much i'm putting him in my overalls oh <laughs> he was walking towards me and he, pray for me he stopped him. no he doesn't like it we're gonna go now <laughs> she's putting him in the overalls it's not going well pray for us <laughs>